to another episode of the Hoop Talk Podcast by fans for fans. I'm Ryan. There's my guy, Jalen. What's up, everybody? This podcast is where we discuss all things basketball, so expect a lot of hot takes, debates, and a true display of basketball knowledge. Let's get right into it. Our topic today is what if WNBA players could play in today's NBA? So, Jalen, what if WNBA players could play in today's NBA? Man, I think this is, like, probably the most interesting topic we've done on this podcast, bro, because I feel like, first of all, I feel like the WNBA does not get as much respect as it as it should. I mean, I know it's not as dynamically athletic, but, I mean, the skill level, man. Like, there, there's a skill level that comes to being able to handle the ball, to be able to shoot the ball the way they do, to be able to play as aggressively as they do while still having this finesse-style game to it. It's almost like everybody – in the WNBA is a guard. I mean, uh, I mean, in terms of translating to the NBA, it almost feels like every WNBA player has guard skills. And I feel like that's just so underrated. I feel like it would be so crazy, man. Just the very idea of it would just be absolutely bizarre because I feel like the type of skill level that they can bring to the NBA would display just how good girls are at basketball and how underrated it is to just be good at the basics and to be great if not excel at the basics at a high level to to bother your question I actually want you to start with who do you think is a WNBA player in today's league that could translate to the way the NBA is right now I could say Diana Taurasi I think Diana Taurasi, one of the faces of the WNBA for the very well-rounded Phoenix Mercury team, she's an unstoppable player. I feel like there's no flaws with her game. I think that, you know, as a nine-time All-Star, 2009 MVP, she's definitely been consistent throughout her time in Phoenix. I mean, her last season in 2019 was the only season where she didn't average double digits in terms of scoring. So I think that when you're thinking about Diana Taurasi, I think she is definitely an explosive scorer, a consistent shooter, definitely was able to develop her three-point game from the years that she was playing. I think that Diana Taurasi, honestly, one of the greatest players to watch. If you watch WNBA basketball, definitely watch her with the Phoenix Mercury. I think they're just a great team overall in the WNBA. I think her duo with – Brittany Griner definitely makes a formidable duo. I think there's just a lot to like about the Phoenix Mercury. Jalen, who's a player in your mind that could play today's NBA? I mean, honestly, I got to piggyback off your take, dude. Like, Brittany Griner, bro, Phoenix Mercury is killing it right now. I mean, like, in terms of uh, players that I just feel like hard-nosed, cerebral, able to play with so much finesse, but also able to, you know, really show their passion in terms of how they play on the court. Personally, I feel like Brittany Griner, standing at 6'7", she would 
be a little bit undersized for the position, but I think he would just be a finesse power forward, honestly. Uh, the type of forward that would mainly play inside a lot of 15-foot jumpers, uh, 15, uh, 15 and in style jumpers, you know, turnaround hooks. I don't really see her as being like a bang, a bang down low style of player, but she's also a cerebral shot blocker. She's never been that that over abuses the fact that she's one of the towering forwards in the WNBA. She's very instinctive in terms of when she gets her shot blocking. So that's why she averages between two and three blocks a game for a career. And she's been doing stuff like that since when she was back at Baylor. So, I mean, as a 20 point scorer the last three years, averaging damn near 60% from the floor, and then to have uh, to, to be a big that also shoots 80% from the, um, from the free throw line. Like I said before, I think it's extremely slept on just how important some of the fundamentals are in the WNBA. Because in the NBA, think about it. If you have a seven-footer in the NBA, they're typically a guy, typically, the NBA is starting to slowly make transitions otherwise, but typically, the DeAndre Jordans, the Andre Drummonds, the Dwight Howards of the world who stand between 6'11 and, six, uh, and, uh, and 7 feet are guys that are under the rim guys, um, lob it up to him, finish with his power dunk, maybe grab a couple rebounds here and there. But they don't have a ton of shooting touch. They don't have a lot of game. They maybe have two or three back-to-the-basket style moves. Brittany Griner is somebody that with the shooting touch that she has shown through her free throw shooting percentage, that she's somebody who could genuinely, you know, shoot the ball a little bit. Is she a high-volume stretch four type of big? By no means. She didn't even really start shooting threes until these past, like, two seasons. But in terms of being a player that could, you know, really convert heavily within the free throw line and close to the basket, I feel like she's a player who could definitely rise up and still give a, ten, give a, a team about 10 to 12 points a night still grab a couple of rebounds from her position and get a, a couple of blocks just from her instincts alone. Um, like you said before, I really like the Phoenix Mercury as a, as a team. And um, her as one of the driving forces on that at the big spot, I feel like is a player that has the skill level to transition. Is there, um, is there any other guards? Cause I, cause you have this thing whenever we do this, where, Usually we both tend to lean on a position in terms of where we are, and you you seem to have been taking the guard route. Is there another guard that comes to mind to you that might be able to step in NBA level and give a team some buckets? I think someone like Maya Moore comes to mind. I think she's a great ball handler. I think that she's a great combo guard as well. Like I think she's somebody that can put up consistent numbers. I think much like Diana Taurasi, she's a great shooter. She's on a Minnesota Lynx team where they're often overlooked. Minnesota, I kind of said in the last episode, Minnesota basketball in general has been, it really has been kind of overlooked, mainly because the Timberwolves have been so bad. And I think the Lynx are kind of overshadowing the Timberwolves in some cases. And I think one of the reasons is because of Maya Moore. She's just that good of a basketball player. Again, much like Diana Taurasi, really able to develop her three-point game while in Minnesota. And she definitely is somebody who can drive to the lane and get the big buckets when you need them. I think that Maya Moore could definitely play in the NBA. She definitely she definitely could fit on a team like the Timberwolves. 
she definitely, mm-hmm. I think, could run an offense too. Like, again, she stands six feet tall, which is a forward, but like in the NBA, that's basically the size of a guard. So I think that she could definitely run the offense for a team in the NBA because I think she's a great ball distributor as well. I think that's another thing that like people kind of overlook about her. Like she's kind of the most fundamental player, not only on the team, but possibly in the conference that she's in, in the WNBA. So I think she's definitely overlooked maybe because of the team that she's on. Definitely somebody who's played that could translate into the NBA. Who's another player that you think that could translate to the NBA? Hey Ryan, we gotta, we gotta end out strong with a banger, bro. So, I mean, just to, just to piggyback where you're talking about respect to basketball, man. Shout out to Seattle, man, because the Seattle Storm picking up a Kobe Bryant product and Brianna Stewart, dude, I mean, she is a stone-cold assassin, my guy. Coming out of UConn, she was a problem, bro. Like, she, she was a problem then because for her position, I mean, the length that she has, the tenacity on defense, her ability to be able to, like, facilitate and she's a certified bucket getter. Like, it's not even <laughs> debatable, honestly. I feel like in the NBA, she would probably translate into, like, an undersized two-guard, to be honest with you. And, um, in the WNBA, averaged 21.8 points this past season. Um, she's a volume scorer, and she's been like that since, <laughs> I guess, since she picked the basketball up, practically. Um, she was 48.9% from the floor, 37.6% from three. I mean, I just feel like she's the type of player that is very aggressive about her ability to get to the cup and her ability to shoot the ball at a high clip. And I think the, the one thing that gets kind of lost in, in translation when we talk about translating to the NBA is we always think, oh, finesse or oh, they're going to be a shooter or something like that. And I genuinely think that Brandon Stewart is the type of player that, especially with the way the NBA is transitioning, taking away hand-checking, the fact that the physicality level has decreased uh, significantly since the early uh, 1990s and uh, 2000s and way prior than that, I feel like she can thrive in a league where with her length, she is a big-time rebounder at the forward position in the WNBA, averaging nine rebounds. She also gets a steal and two blocks a game. So she's an all-around talent at what would be the forward position for the WNBA, but brings that same overall ability to the NBA with the mentality that is so aggressive from a scoring standpoint that I think things like being able to get to the cup, getting fouled on a consistent basis and uh, converting at the line, I just feel like, ironically enough, the topic that we're talking about in terms of the in terms of WNBA players translating to the NBA, I ironically think now be one of the best times where you could pick a, a, a WNBA player up and put her in today's league would there be a bit of a drop-off? Of course. There's always going to be a transition from the physicality level, the athleticism effect that, uh, you know, the male game has in comparison to the WNBA. But I think from a skill standpoint, I mean, nowadays you get paid just for shooting above 40% from three. <laughs> I mean, with the fact that in the WNBA, that's one of the prime skills you have to have, to have in order to even get on the floor I mean, you can't tell me a girl like Brandon Stewart wouldn't get paid on the NBA level being able to stroke it the way she can. So I think her for the Seattle Storm, man, I mean, that Seattle team, 
you know, that's the only thing breathing in in Seattle after they moved uh, the Supersonics. And, I mean, she is a driving force for that because she is one bad lady, dude, for sure. For sure. Can't forget about Sue Bird on that team, too. Oh, another man. U- another UConn legend. A lot of UConn talent coming into the NBA. I definitely think that there's a lot of potential for WNBA stars to convert their style of play to the NBA. And I, I think, I think to, um, to, to really end things off, I think we should try to, like, to, I want you to answer a question for me. I, I think we can also pose it to the people because I feel like it's very interesting thought process altogether with the topic that we chose is basketball is becoming more of a skill and will game than it is an athletic-based game. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where after Steph Curry took the league by storm just by simply being, you know, a small guard that can dribble the ball very well and can shoot the lights out of the ball from the mini crosses half court. Why do you think that the WNBA doesn't get the respect that it deserves considering how the game is transitioned to being more skill-oriented anyway? I feel like people are going to say they're just simply not on the same level as the NBA in terms of competition. Like, I feel like people maybe aren't just interested in the game. I think maybe it could be just an interest level. Like, maybe just people aren't interested. I don't really know, like, what else could be the case. I mean, there's there's bona fide superstars in the WNBA. It's just why aren't people watching is the real question. To answer that question, I don't know. Um, I watch the WNBA. I know what type of superstars they have in the league, but I don't. I don't know why other people aren't taking notice. Why aren't people taking consideration that Brianna Stewart is becoming a superstar? I think people now may take notice because Sabrina Inalescu from Oregon, she could be the next Kobe Bryant, and I think she could do wonders for the league work because she's a generational player. So I think maybe that kind of helps the WNBA because if people who follow her career follow her career to the WNBA, I think it helps the WNBA overall because you add another superstar. And I mean, you know, star power always matters, of course. We on the Hoop Talk podcast don't talk about social issues and uh, misogyny and different things like that. So, we, you know, we'll leave that to the professionals. But, you know... We just love the game of basketball. That's that's the big thing. You know, we really we really love the game of basketball. We love to see those who excel in the game of basketball get the type of recognition that they deserve. And I mean, hopefully adding um star power like Sabrina will help the notoriety of their league. But I mean, hey man, it was already a big step to see their rosters on on 2K. I mean, honestly, I was just playing their season mode the other day just you know almost just to prep to prep for this uh this podcast honestly so I mean it's good that there's slow strides taking place but I honestly think the game that they that they play the skill level that they display is something that really should start taking notice man so for those those who love basketball man give the WNBA a shot man they are they are something special to watch for sure Definitely. Another great discussion with Jalen today. I'm very happy we can do this podcast together. On the next episode, we're going to look at part four of our What If series.